Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When four friends from Washington, D.C.'s most elite prep school are hacked, they're thrust into a global conspiracy that threatens to expose D.C.'s most influential families. Meet the Daughters of D.C. Listen to Daughters of D.C. on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Caught up with him at a Dallas rally in October, he told me he would never run. Is there a scenario where you run for president in 2020 or beyond? No. No. no, unequivocally, you will never run for president. No, punto. Uh, no, period. So he's a liar. Well, that's, so that's interesting. <laughs> uh, that's interesting that he that he said, no, no way I'm running. Um, and, and, well, I'm sorry, when was that interview? October. Now, so that was before, you know, the election when he was running against Ted Cruz. Oh, right. So maybe you had to say that. I don't know. Or yeah. did something change recently? Did somebody get out or is there some polling or something? That made him change his mind. That's what I wonder. That's we, What are we talking about, you're wondering, just turned on your radio? That's Beto O'Rourke, who announced today he's running for president. The guy ran against Ted Cruz in uh, Texas. Who better to discuss Beto's path to the nomination with than Dana Milbank, op-ed columnist covering national politics for the Washington Post, who joins us now. Mr. Milbank, how are you, sir? I'm well. Good to be with you. Well, I saw in your uh, biography that you attended Yale. We could have been classmates if my parents loved me enough to fake up a tennis application. And I just, (laughs) I'm sorry we didn't get a chance to meet in that way. Uh, Yeah, well, fortunately, back in the old days when I went to college, you know, they were still wearing leather football helmets. It wasn't quite as competitive. Yeah, it is insane. We ought to talk about that someday. But uh, Beto is the man of the hour. Let's talk about him. So on Beto O'Rourke, I, I had become convinced that he wasn't running uh, for whatever reason. And, and he announced today he was. Do you think something changed with the landscape? And, and what is his path? 
Well, uh, you know, a few things. I uh, he was. Uh, I, I'm not sure I ever bought this whole notion that he was uh, doing this uh, exploration thing. Uh, well, he know, drove around the country uh, alone in the rural. Maybe he just wanted to get away from his wife and kids. I, I'd go for a long <laughs> drive in the country. I'd love it. Right, although in the in the uh, in the documentary, it, it, you know, a lot of that was about how hard it was uh, on his family. So, no, I think he was just being sort of a little precious there and trying to generate, uh, you know, this demand, this draft better movement. Then uh, he presumably saw the the Iowa poll showing that he was way behind uh, uh, Biden and Bernie, and said, "Okay, enough of the precious routine. Let's uh, let's make this official," uh, which he did. Um, and I do think he's got a, a, a possible chance there. Um, you know, look, if he had beaten Ted Cruz, he would have basically been the front runner, uh, the pro- prohibitive front runner for this nomination. Uh, he didn't win. He didn't come as close as, as people thought. But he has proven uh, very good at fundraising. Uh, he's proven that he's able to sort of span the divide within the Democratic Party between the uh, centrists uh, and the progressives. Uh, and, uh, you know, he's got sort of that Kennedy kind of uh, charisma. So he's got, you know, uh, if there's a if there's a there there, I think if there's some substance behind him, uh, he could uh, uh, be a very serious contender. Well, we've heard uh, various commentators say he, he really uh, could fit the center lane quite nicely, the centrist lane. But the guy's in favor of, like, tearing down existing uh, barriers on the border, or so he said once. Um, but I guess he's an empty enough vessel at this point in his career that, you know, he'll assume the posture he needs to assume. I think so, yeah. He's sort of all over the lot, uh, and he doesn't fit very easily into one uh, category or other. You know, that's that's not a bad place to be uh, in a party that, you know, is sort of torn between, you know, the, the primary voters of the progressive uh, instincts, but also wanting a candidate who won't frighten uh, the voters in the middle in the, in the general election. So, uh, you know, if he can uh, thread that needle, but, you know, you can't sort of get away with the ambiguity for that long. Uh, you know, he's going to have to, you know, flush things out, have some policies there, uh, you know, debates and, uh, and everything else. So, uh, you know, clearly if Trump uh, has showed us that, uh, you know, it's possible to defy your party's orthodoxy, uh, and and win. In fact, now Trump is the new orthodoxy of the uh, Republican Party. So, uh, you know, if his force of personality is is strong enough, he can get it done. We're talking with Danny Mil- Dana Milbank of the uh, the Washington Post. Isn't it going to have to get nasty at some point? You got a lot of heavyweights, you know, looking to get one job. Don't they have to turn on each other and start taking each other down at some point? Well, I hope so. <laughs> That's well, what I'm hoping yeah, for exactly. What 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 will the journalists do for a, a year and a half? If not, um, yeah, at some point. I don't think that point is now. Um, you know, they're sort of the uh, they're in sort of this silent primary now, where they see if they get uh, you know support uh, uh, from thought leadership within the party, uh, from certain activists uh, in the media. You know, the big test is fundraising right now, so really donors are, are, are a big question. And Beto's yeah, great but, at that. Uh, well, he was with the small-dollar uh, donations to his campaign, but, you know, Bernie Sanders is also great at that. So I don't know, you know, uh, you know they may well, they may be uh, fighting for that same pool uh, of people. But so eventually, uh, presumably, you know, things do turn negative. But I, I suspect a lot of people will sort of be winnowed out of the – 
contest uh, by by lack of funds or just an inability to to get any attention. I was watching. Uh, we were watching Beto at the uh, coffee shop in Iowa this morning, and some people just they're so they're so good at that sort of thing. Him, Obama, W. I mean, just. And the people that win tend to be just, they're so natural. They don't seem like they're pretending the way uh, Hillary or Elizabeth Warren or Mitt Romney often came off. Yeah, no, that's true. And he definitely, he definitely has that kind of uh, a gift. Uh, you know, people have compared him uh, to Obama. And I, you know, I think there's something to that, you know, a similar, uh, you know, fairly thin uh, experience uh, in, in federal government. Uh, before running, uh, you know, a whole lot of style. Clearly, he's very smart, um, but, uh, you know, I don't think he has things flushed out. Now, what we saw with Obama was that did work very well uh, as a candidate. I think, you know, the critics uh, of of Obama uh, on the left would say he he didn't necessarily stick with uh, things very well when he was president, so his managerial style was a bit... uh, uh, wishy-washy. So, I, you know, I, I, I think some people will want to be careful not to get into that thing again uh, with uh, with Beto and therefore maybe looking for somebody who is much more uh, clearly orthodox in, uh, in sort of the, the liberal positions. Hmm. I don't know whether you want to go with uh, horse racing metaphors or letter grades or what, but uh, how strong is this candidacy overall as early as it is? Oh yeah, I mean it's it's just way too early. Is he top to, tier? Uh, uh, yeah, but I mean you know they've got a dozen top tier candidates. I mean you know in even the ones who you wouldn't really think of as uh, a top tier are you know in in any other year you know highly qualified uh, for this sort of thing. So I mean it's really uh, uh, you know they're getting the, the the best and the brightest of the Democratic Party uh, out there. So. Um, uh, you know, it's really hard to, you know, it, it's it's hard to say whether uh, he takes off or not. I mean, there's a lot of really worthy candidates, you know, sitting there at, you know, asterisk to uh, two points in the uh, in the Iowa poll. Well, and it was all about Jeb Bush and Scott Walker not too long and ago. Rudy and Giuliani years right, ago. Exactly. Um, uh, my President, final, President Giuliani. Yeah, exactly. My final question is, um, like, I, I think Biden would be a pretty tough candidate against Donald Trump, but I don't think he can get the nomination. Is the person that's going to get the nomination in the Democratic Party going to be the best person to run against Donald Trump or not? Well, that's the real question. Um, You know, do they go with somebody who just fires up uh, the progressive base or somebody who, you know, Democrats beyond any one policy want to win. They want to beat Donald Trump. That is the single unifying feature. So they are, in theory, open uh, to a candidate they see. Now, is there somebody, as I was saying earlier, who can screw the needle uh, and be uh, both a uh, you know somebody who's perceived as being able to beat Donald Trump, uh, but who also has uh, you know strong progressive values? That would be the sweet spot. Uh, and uh, you know, Beto has a shot at doing that. I don't. I don't think Biden's out of the running uh, for that. But, you know, certainly if it becomes a uh, you know, a Bernie versus uh, Biden uh, competition. Biden is not going to, uh, you know, uh, uh, compete with uh, Bernie socialism. So, uh, you know, ideally they'll find a way to uh, have somebody who appeals to what I'd say is both the head of the Democratic Party and their hearts. Boy, uh, Bernie versus Biden would be an exciting race in 1978. <laughs> 
They're both highly energetic. They I, are. You oh, know they what? Are. They're more energetic than me, Dana. And You're Trump. absolutely right. And absolutely. Trump. There's a bunch of these 70-year-olds. I wish I got that kind of energy someday when I'm 70. Oh, I know. How do, they, how do they do that? I don't stuff? know. They've got, a gener- they've got a generation on me, and I, I, I look at them and I want to take a nap. We do a business trip, and it's one day, and I need to take like a month off. <laughs> and and, and, these, and this presidential race would kill you, and they're in their 70s. It's amazing. You have to want it so bad. I guess. Yeah. yeah, no, it's it's there's there's had there has to be some fire in the belly uh, that that does it. Uh, but I you know I I cure mine with uh, antacid and that's fine. Dana Milbank, op-ed columnist covering national politics for the Washington Post. We know you're a busy fellow. We really appreciate the time. Enjoyed it. Thanks. My pleasure. Thanks. Thank you. I don't know how you'd get that reality show together, but that'd be a good one. Can you keep up with a presidential candidate? And I'll bet most people could not. Because you got to get up at like five in the morning. You're going to go to bed at like one in the next morning. You're going to sleep a couple hours. You're going to wake up in a different town. You're going to give another speech. You're going to eat crap. Yeah, I guess maybe it's possible to get into some sort of groove. And you're going to do it for two years. No, I'm not. It's one of the reasons a lot of people get reelected is you have such an advantage when you're the president flying on Air Force One, getting all the traffic blocked for you, all the different stuff everywhere you go. Right. As opposed to schlubbing from hotel to hotel, sometimes coach on planes the way McCain was doing it before he had any money. Showing up to some coffee shop that you heard would be a hotbed of support, and there's two people there. Yeah. Oh my Please clap. Oh, my God. Top-tier candidate Jeb Bush there. <laughs> Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information.